It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, is the weight of Arthur Smith offense all on Desmond Ritter's shoulders? And there has been a lot of smoke coming from State Farm Arena for quite a while, but now, is there fire? And last but not least, and for the culture, what movie is a must-watch around this time of year? It's ATL Day Ones. Let's go! This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Just want to say thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. And remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast and wherever you download your podcast. Make sure you leave us a five-star review. Today's episode of ATL Day Ones brought to you by Bet Online T. When you think about what's going on in this game that's set for Saturday against the Baltimore Ravens. And one thing that Arthur Smith talked about this week is as far as being able to get to that next level as far as that offense. But the one thing that I, I, I feel like the more and more the conversations that, you know, that are had about Desmond Ritter and, and making that transition from Marcus Mariota, it seems like mm-hmm. that the Falcons, Arthur Smith's play calling, all of those things are predicated on how well Desmond Ritter plays. Yeah. And I would agree. And I think that Arthur Smith, from what we've heard from him this week, he is very comfortable and confident about opening up that playbook a little bit more. And it's funny because I was just having a conversation with someone who was like, you know, I kind of think we would have won that game last week against the Saints if Marcus Mariota was in. And I said, pump the brakes. I said, because. Wait a minute. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who are we talking here? And I was like, were you watching the same game as me? Because on that fourth and five, Desmond Ritter executed. He threw a, mm-hmm. the deep ball that you and I and everybody else said was his biggest weapon. Right. He threw it with precision. He went through his reads. He got it to Drake. Unfortunately, Drake just bobbled the ball. And, and that happens. I'm, I'm not downing Drake for that. But no, Desmond Ritter gives you the best opportunity to win a game at this point. And now that Arthur Smith threw him into the fire, Mm-hmm. And he came up, he survived, he survived the fire. I do believe that he's ready to open up that playbook a little bit more and maybe throw some wrinkles in the offensive game to kind of, to your point, throw the Ravens defense off. No doubt about it. Because that's the, that's the thing, right? Because you, like, you got the first game jitters out of the way. Yes. And I yes. think one of the things that I saw in that game, and then Desmond Ritter even talked about it himself, mm-hmm. he was kind of like he was kind of anticipating the pressure a little bit. Yes. Because, yes. And, <laughs> you know, he talked about, you know, at Cincinnati, Hey, you don't have the best of offensive line. He didn't necessarily throw his guys under the bus, but mm-hmm. there's a different level to this. It's levels to this thing, right? You got a a, a smaller conference, mm-hmm. group of five school offensive line versus an NFL offensive line, and yeah. we know that that Falcons offensive line has got better, even though mm-hmm. we all have like have our complaints, right? So um, I think that if he doesn't do that, and there was one particular play where I thought that. He literally was the one that should be credited with giving up the sack because he literally mm-hmm. stepped right up into the pressure. So uh, where the defensive lineman was. So yeah. I think that if he can kind of not do that, mm-hmm. have a little bit more patience, yeah. not anticipate that pressure, but mm-hmm. anticipate, you know, the 
that that your protection is going to be there and be able to stand in there and make that throw. And we've seen that. So I think Mm -hmm. if he can build off of that, you know, being able to stare down the gun or the barrel, so to speak, Mm -hmm. I think I think uh, Desmond Riddle would be in some really good shape. Now, as far as some recognition. Now, Mm -hmm. this is a guy. This is one that I'm really excited about, T, because you know how I feel about Chris Lindstrom. Yeah. Uh, you know, I got I got some bro love for, for for my guy. Ever since day ever since he showed up at Flowery Branch, I think yes. that this is a guy that I felt like that can be really special. And he gets uh voted in for mm-hmm. to for the 2023 um not 2023, the first his first Pro Bowl got voted in and I think that that was something that I thought was very interesting that Dave Ragone said and I want to get mm-hmm. your your thoughts on to how you feel about his response to um, Chris Lindstrom being nominated for the Pro Bowl. Right. I know the right side, but all of them, and again, we've been, but you're seeing a, a group that's in sync. You're seeing a group that believes in each other and that can communicate. And you see them play fast. Their tempo in and out of the huddle and when the ball snapped is what they pride themselves on. Yeah. And it's interesting because I think that that was a comment where people were anticipating those results coming out and you almost knew Chris Lindstrom was going to be voted no into doubt. the Pro Bowl. Like that would have been a snub of epic proportions because you're the guy who's played 14 games. You've played every single snap in all the games this season, and you have had the highest grade. Pro Football Focus is probably the most accurate with their grading of players at certain positions. He's been at the top the entire season, and not just this season. But Jarvis, we've been having this conversation, like you said, since his first season. Also, little known fact, my favorite group, my favorite group is the O-line group. The reason being, they're the brains behind the operation. Yes, so, indeed. yes, your quarterback, yeah, he's the guy that makes it go. But if they are not thinking through progressions themselves and the possibilities of what could happen, then we see what happened to a Matt Ryan for all those years, right? And yes, so indeed. when you've got a guy like Chris Lindstrom, and I know you and I have had one-on-ones with him as well, just very, very thoughtful, very cerebral, and just attacks. Very nice guy, but put him on that O-line and he can go against anybody and hold his own. So, yeah, very, very excited for him. And while Dave Ragone, our OC, was very complimentary of the O-line, and I'm not saying he shouldn't be because, hey, it does take the entire O-line to get you the number three uh, team in in running the run offense, right? Right. It's not just one person, but let's just be real. There's Chris Lindstrom. And there's the old line. Far and away, exactly. Far and away, the reason that you kept Marcus Mariota off his back for the most part, and far and away, while you kept Desmond Ritter off of his back, and while why gaps, gaping gaps, were coming open for uh, for our running backs with with the Falcons. Yeah, and I, and, I, and because at the end of the day, Chris Lindstrom is the standard, right? Like yeah, I, yeah. I was talking with somebody on Twitter the other, just the other day. Give me a follow, Jarvis D ninety, by the way. Um, I was just telling him I was like, we need more people like Chris Lindstrom. Like yeah. he should be celebrated. He should be highlighted because yeah. that's what you want this regime to draft. Like mm-hmm. this was the this is from the last regime. Chris was drafted from the last regime. That mm-hmm. was one of their their one of maybe two. <laughs> that they got rights, so yes. you got to give them some credit for that. So um, I think that they were going don't want, doesn't really want to put anybody above anybody, but I'm willing yeah. to do it. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll go ahead and say it, that Chris Lister is the standard, and don't be surprised, folks. You know me. I jump out there. I put my 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 uh my uh whatever credibility I have from a football standpoint. Don't be surprised, a man become all pro too. 
So yeah, yeah. Yes, and that's I voting on team. that's voting on coaches and yes. players. So yeah, make sure you pay attention to that bad boy as well. Now, mm-hmm. T, speaking of other football and, and and going and and doing their thing, and you know, we just had National Recruiting Day come yeah. come come and go. And I think that when you think about the type of class that the Bulldogs pulled in, they was like second only to Mr. Saban himself. And we know that this is Kirby Smart's kind of yeah. this is this is where he kind of makes his money, right? This is mm-hmm. why he's getting that big boy contract and got that big boy extension and was the t- highest paid coach for maybe like thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, I, I thought it was very interesting though, as Kirby Smart may have kind of alluded to. Not only being RBU, but uh, LBU? Well, a really talented group in terms of speed, athleticism in the day and age that we're in right now where the guys are fast, athletic, got to play in space. Those three guys bonded, got to be good friends, have connected. Uh, I think Schumann and the defensive staff done a tremendous job kind of selling uh, the brand. And when you think about what five-star edge rusher Damon Wilson, four-star linebacker Troy Bowles out of mm-hmm. out of uh, Hesu High in Florida, four-star mm-hmm. linebacker Raylan Wilson, a lot of heavy names in this recruiting class. And I think that when you think about who the Falcons are going up against this weekend, and Roquan mm-hmm. Smith and yes. and Aziz Ojolari, all yeah. those guys that and Nolan Smith, yeah. these guys have just been guys that have been that have just developed and and, mm-hmm. and went on to the NFL like they were projected to be. Exactly. And I love that you started out with Roquan Smith because Mm -hmm. he got what he wanted out of Chicago and he's thriving. And you haven't heard a bad word from the Baltimore camp. So I love that you started out with him. But yeah, those are exactly the names that Kirby Smart threw out there. And also uh, someone who's just revered in the high school recruiting space and even has a lot of inroads into Georgia. And that's Rusty Mansell. And Rusty yes. was talking about these guys. He was talking about CJ and Raylan Damon and saying how, uh, and Troy, excuse me, and saying how, man, this is this is a class. This this class is showing signs of these very players that we're talking about who've gone on to the NFL. And he was like, that's high praise to think that somebody's putting you in the mind of a Roquan Smith or an Aziz Ojolari. And I think, too, you got to give some credit to uh, coach Uzo Deribe because that linebackers coach is really kind of the face of it. And Kirby kind of comes in to close the deal, but he's really the one who gets out there and sells it and says, we have a a legit brand here. So when we tell you it's LBU, we can point, we can point to last year's draft. We can point to this upcoming draft and you can be that guy for us. And then that can be you three to four years from now. So I love what they're doing in Athens to continue to build a brand in those certain spaces. And I think that's going to be quite a class next year. Absolutely. And, and, and I think that you said it right. You can, I can even pick from other different positions and say, Hey, this guy went on to the NFL. Mm-hmm. This guy went on to the NFL. Yes. What it, and I think that that overall defensive minded head coach, that brand, because you know all the offensive minded coaches get all the love when it comes mm-hmm. to you know getting the jobs and being right. getting that high praise. Mm-hmm. When you think about the defensive mastermind that is Kirby Smart. Yes. If you play on the defensive side of the football. And you're a highly recruited guy. Mm-hmm. If Kirby is knocking on your door, you're yeah. at the point now where you got to an answer. And yeah. you're probably going to have to fax over uh, a national letter of intent. Do they still use fax machines nowadays, T? 
No, actually what they do is what Travis Hunter does and says, hey, go ahead and give me these follows. And once I get to 100,000 follows, then I'll tell you where I'm committed. Oh, no. Don't talk about my boy. Oh no, I, oh, no. I'm giving him credit prop. Oh, no, yes. I yes. thought that was. He's a marketing mastermind. That, that boy is. Yes. yes. I thought he was brilliant. And I was like, he definitely comes from the Deion Sanders school of self-promotion. And that is a I compliment. I'm I'm not saying that's an insult. I thought it was really cool. The way he did mm -hmm. it to, to what we all probably knew, it was going to be either Colorado with Coach Sanders or it was going to be Georgia because he's an Atlanta Metro native. Nobody else really had a chance at this kid. But I love the way that he kind of kept everybody in suspense until he was nice and ready to say something. <laughs> Go yeah, Travis Hunter. Tra Travis is taking his talents to Colorado for those who don't know if you've been hiding up under a rock. But guess what, though? Uh, there's some, uh, some fire. The, uh, that's that's going on down there at State Farm Arena, and it has nothing to do with what's going on on the court. But before we get there, we'll talk about that. Before we get there, we have to talk about BetOnline.net because it is the fastest and easiest way to get check in on all your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You are if you try to find the odds, lines, and games. I've been looking at BetOnline.net because mm -hmm. I saw something that was very interesting. You know, that number that we talked about earlier on in the week mm -hmm. about that over under was that 37 points. It's at 35 now. Hmm. I wonder why it moved. If you're trying to figure out and find out what why it moved and mm -hmm. get some information that's going to help you get money, go to bed online because it can, continues to be the top online source mm -hmm. for all your sports wagering information from my live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They got you covered. Yes. You guys come for us each and every day during the week. For all your ATL sports needs, for all your sports wager information, go to Bet Online today. Or you can use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today because Bet Online is where the game starts. I'm sorry, Jarvis. Did you did you say action and did you say smoke and did you say fire? Yeah, I heard all three of them. I said fire. T. I said fire. Okay, well, you all know I call it fire. And it's yeah, I know you can't tell. But, it's gonna be. but smoke and fire after oh. smoke and mirrors. For the last several seasons is what seems to be going on with the Hawks. Now, listen, everybody, this is speculation from all angles because right. a lot of the information that's coming through is anonymous, but we see a consistency in the content of the anonymity. So the most recent was this anonymous coach who said of Trey Young, he doesn't like the coach, meaning Nate McMillan. The coach doesn't like him, meaning Coach Nate doesn't like Trey. But also, there are many players who don't like Trey. And so it speaks to, you know, how all of us have kind of been postulating, like, what is going on? Why can't we get consistency? One game, this team is brilliant, and they're looking like they can compete with the best of them in the Eastern Conference. The next minute, they look like they're shooting for a top pick in the lottery. It's like there's no consistency. But Jarvis, when you can't get along, you can't be consistent because you're not always on the same page. I just feel like, yes, we don't have anything specific, but if we take it back to the John Collins, Trey, Trey Young beef, where they said nothing's going on here, nothing to see. But then in one interview, John Collins said, oh, we're good now. Well, then there was something going on there. I feel like I don't know how deep it is, and we don't know all the players involved, but something is amiss with this team right now. 
Absolutely. And when you have reports of rival executives saying that yes. he may request a trade yes. <laughs> if things don't get right or or they don't make any inroads in the playoffs this year, and we we talking about 32 games, being 32 games in and you're at a 500 Right. Ooh, that smells like a, a first a play-in uh seed and potentially getting bounced out in the first round to me. Yeah. And and that but the thing about it, the thing about it is I thought that 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 you brought up I really feel like this is kind of like where we are, right? Mm-hmm. Like who's at the center of every report, every doggone um um uh situation that's been going on whether it be a beat between player or be between mm-hmm. the coach. Like that's one constant, right? At the, the one common denominator, yep. that's Trey freaking young. Yes. And you know what, T? I started going back, doing a little research when when we when we started talking about what we we're going to get into today. And I think mm-hmm. that one thing that I looked at well, with that year where they went to the Eastern Conference Finals, right? Everybody was on board for for what Nate McMillan had to be doing because mm-hmm. Lord Pierce was so bad, right? Rightfully so, right. right? You know, Lord was walking around that mad boy like he had like seventeen world championships, and you better listen to me. It was my way to Howard, and uh, they came in with a different approach, and they mm-hmm. were able to get where they needed to be, and that was in the Eastern Conference Finals. And barring an injury from Trey, mm-hmm. more more than likely an NBA Finals appearance. So I, I think that. The main thing is the way he was playing that year, right? He was shooting probably about at about a 35% clip yeah. from three. He's shooting 30% this year or 31% if you want to round him up. I don't want to mm-hmm. short, my, short my guy. But mm-hmm. I think that Trey has to play better. Like yeah. It all boils yeah. down to Trey having to play better because you said it yourself yesterday when we were talking about the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, winning, winning cures all. It cures all, and I think that they, in order for this team to to be able to get where they need to be, like the star got to play. Yeah, he has to play yeah. because we know what the guys are capable of, right? Like it, you know, it, with Trey, even last night, he mm-hmm. had twenty nine points in the first half, and then yeah. ended up with thirty four. Like, what are we talking? about? What happened? Exactly. Like, yeah. can I get a fifty piece? You right. know, if, if you know, like, if that's how you feel the game needs to go, let let's go, let's do mm-hmm. it because. This team is gonna go only gonna go as far as Trey Young takes it, and I think that sitting around pointing the finger or leaking mm-hmm. stuff to certain people so stuff yeah. can get out and all yep. that, it's time out for all that. Dude, yeah. play better, and then we could talk. <laughs> yeah. Right, but you're gonna get you're gonna have to get past your hashtag petty because right. if you're exactly. out there playing a great brand of basketball, I still say that if there's enmity and strife in that locker room it's still not going to translate completely on the court. It may translate a couple games because you'll be able to carry them. But if you want all 12 to buy in, then whatever the issues are, they're going to have to be resolved. Like you're you're not going to really, unless someone is mature enough, like, and I've said it a million times, I'm going to say it again. This is where you miss Vince Carter. This is where you miss Lou Williams because there's no one in that locker room that can pull his coat. That's just the reality of it. Nobody got his respect, right? There's yeah, nobody there. He feel like he's equal to everybody or right. or, or more or than. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Superior to everybody. Yeah, right. Exactly. So if there's no one to kind of pull his coattail and say, hey, man, if we do it this way or if you approach your teammate that way or approach your coach or the game that way, well, where's the guidance coming from? to tell you that you're supposed to do or be anything other than what you are. But someone made an interesting comment as well. And 
man, I forget who it was, Jarvis, but it was a, a media a member of the media. And he reminded us, Trey has been this person from junior high to high school to college and now to the pros. He's not that kind of leader, right? That vocal leader or that guy to have the come to Jesus conversation and say, look, man, we got to get it together. It's just not him. And that's not knocking him, right? Not banging on him because you are who you are. Mm -hmm. But in all fairness, if everybody's expecting Nate to continue to evolve as a coach and for him to try to meet in the middle or what have you, then when are we going to see some of that or hear some of that about Trey? Because we've, we've only heard so far what Nate has done how Nate is, has gone to Oklahoma to meet with Trey, how Nate has put A.J. Griffin in and given him more minutes than he's probably ever given a rookie and right. started giving Jalen Johnson minutes late last season and has done it this year. He seems to be the one who's trying. Where's the, the effort from Trey? And again, this is all speculation based on what we're hearing, but at this point, the speculation is going to start to mimic fact because you're just hearing it. You're hearing it way too much. So I don't doubt that if you guys check out Locked On Sports today, you're going to hear it too, because this is a big story because it's been on going for so long. So if you want to hear about this story or you want to hear about Willie Woney, Willie Woney, as far as Lamar Jackson, and if he's actually going to play on Saturday, check out Locked On Sports today. They got your reaction to the biggest stories. They have a reaction to the games of the night before. And just like we have for the culture, they have your take of the day. So check them out on the Odyssey app, at YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts, of course, after you check out ATL Day Ones, because you're going to want to know how we feel about Trey Young, but also you're going to want to know how we feel with the head scratcher that was the game last night. So Jarvis, that game. That game, that game. Okay. I love the fact that the Hawks, I hate the slow start. Got to figure that piece out. Yeah. But I love the fact that they battled back, not just from being down 18, but actually went up six. So it was a 24-point swing in your favor. Right. But let's be real about it. While, yes, a game doesn't come down to just one play, it kind of does. Because these teams are very evenly matched. And they've right. been going back and forth with, with each other like very this. Eerily similar, yes. Exactly. <laughs> so you got the best of it in Chicago on December 11th. So you kind of knew going into that fourth quarter, like this is going to be a straight dog fight. And whoever finishes the dog fight, like finishes the dog fight, like last game gets the win. And that's what happened. But for me, Jarvis, it was more like, A, there's that pesky fourth quarter again. And B, I could have swore folks were supposed to understand their assignment and as much as Bogdan Bogdanovich is great in understanding his offensive assignments, I was, I played, I replayed that last play so many times, Jarvis, like mm -hmm. my eyes were blurry right. and crossing. And I just kept saying, how in the world did Io swing all the way from impounding that ball to rebounding because there wasn't a presence of mine? Now, that said, there were three Hawks defenders uh, under the rim to you know obviously get the rebound the problem is everybody's back yeah. was facing away from io and a, and a couple of other bulls so that was my thing i was like okay situational basketball somebody must have missed that memo mm -hmm. or at least supposed to be around the rim to yes. deter him but yes. i think not only bogdan bogdanovich yes. right like not only bogdan bogdanovich but but t 
Yeah. John, the, John, the basketball hit John Collins in the Phenopolis. Right. Like, in right. his little Johnson. Like, him too. <laughs> like, like, the Johnson. Like, he hit him in the yeah. Johnson. Like, what What are you doing? Like, how did, yeah. uh, like, you're supposed to be the guy that, the athletic guy, the, the guy that, like, you, you, that ball touch your body. You supposed yes. to be able to suck that bad boy up yep. as, as quickly as possible. Yes. Because that's what you do. You're supposed to be a rebounder. You're supposed to be a guy that's supposed to be, that's the thing you're supposed to yeah. do, right? Because like if he if he gets out. that, a true box out. Like, so if he gets that, mm-hmm. it just, you, you're yes. just in a situation where, you know, it's, it's just stinks. Like you go in overtime, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, it doesn't guarantee him a win, but you give your, ten, your team a chance to win when you yes. do the, what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Like get, asking him to catch a ball for uh, get a ball for a rebound that touches your body. That's mm-hmm. not much to ask. And mm-hmm. I think that, like you said, this is going to be it's going to be interesting to watch what happens with with JC because yeah, it, it it's time. I you know, yeah. and that's not an indictment on him as a player, but it's just time because it is it's time for some change. It's trying yeah. to rework some things and, and try to figure figure the Hawks have to figure this thing out. Too. They're gonna yeah, and yeah, they're gonna like, have to figure it out fast because exactly. this is this race is gonna be so tight and down to the wire for teams not named Boston Celtics. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be they so straight. tight. That these, <laughs> yeah, these are the kinds of games that are going to really affect you down the road where you literally might be one game. Like, oh, wow, who would have won that one game? We wouldn't have to do a play-in. I mean, it might be yep. that serious at this yep. point. But, you know, I want to give credit to those who did actually do what they were supposed to do. DeJounte Murray stayed in the middle, kind of played a little bit like zone, but stayed with his man. So he understood the assignment. Right. De- DeAndre Hunter closed out on DeMar DeRozan. I mean, all you can do is contest the heck out of that shot and make that dude shoot an air ball. He did what he was supposed to do. But, yes, it was so... I want to say the words hyperbole, Jarvis, if I got it Mm. correct, but Mm. who ends up at the bottom of the Chicago Bulls pile when they decide to have a party for the win? John Collins. And I was like, oh, my God, that is like hyperbole, poetic justice. That's something to be said. Uh, That that was not lost on me. But I do say this as we wrap up. Landry Fields is the kind of useful GM now that he's taking over the day-to-day operations who, whether you look at it from a perspective of getting the ship right with the coach, however that looks, whether you help Nate evolve or whether Nate moves on, or you get the current players to where they need to be, or you finally, finally close the deal on getting John Collins out of there and moving on, I think Landry Fields could be the X factor that potentially rights the ship. But we'll continue to watch this because we just have a sneaking suspicion this is not the end of the road. But if you were like us last night and you were sitting on the edge of your seat trying to figure out what in the world is going to happen, you probably would have calmed yourself down with a built bar because that's what chocolate does. It calms you down. And 100% real chocolate bar, a puff, man, listen, we probably could have all used it last night. So if you'd like to check out built.com and see not just the puffs, but all that they have to offer, you go to that website, built.com, and you use the code LOCKEDON15, you'll get 50% off your first order. And think of it, you could have eaten that during that little meltdown at the end of the game and only taken in 160 calories while getting 15 grams of protein. I think that's a good look, especially when we know that we're just a couple days away from Christmas, and a couple days away from New Year's, and we know what that means, eating a whole heck of a lot. So don't forget to check out the good snacks at Built.com. Absolutely. Locked on Sports Atlanta family. Appreciate you for getting us over 51 
hundred subscribers. Make sure you continue to, if you have not already, to hit that subscribe button. We are pushing towards six thousand. And if you want to get in contact with ATL Day Ones directly, ATL Day Ones at gmail.com. AT, this is for the culture, and it is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about, because that's how we get down on this show. Today is no different. T, gotta ask you this. Mm-hmm. Sitting around, chilling Christmas Eve, Christmas morning, Christmas afternoon. You trying to figure out what movie you want to watch because they're everybody knows they got their certain movies that they have oh, yeah. to, they have to jump on around this holiday time. What is your go to movie? I have not ever missed a Christmas since this movie came out. Not watching it at least once, sometimes twice, sometimes three times, and I know all the little lines and how the story is going to end and still act like I don't know every time I watch it. It's this Christmas. I love this Christmas. That is my favorite, favorite Christmas movie. Just such good acting. It's funny. It's got serious tones to it. Great acting, great writing. It's just a great movie. And um, it kind of ties into my favorite song, Christmas song, which is This Christmas by Donnie Hathaway. But Chris Brown does an amazing rendition. To me, his is the best rendition of that song outside of Donnie Hathaway. So yeah, there's a theme there. This Christmas, this Christmas, this Christmas. Absolutely. And Chris Brown can sing, you know. I saw all the controversy and stuff and dance and stuff. You know, he's got a lot going on, but the brother can get down. But for me, though, I have to go with you know, there's two. There's two for me. First okay. of all, I have to go with Friday after next. Like that is <laughs> Christmas. Man, Christmas. <laughs> that's a Christmas movie. Yes, it's a Christmas movie. Like you. people want to argue me down. Hey, no Christmas. Movie. Yes, that's a Christmas movie. Thank you. Appreciate you. you in know, Jarvis's and, world, it is everybody. Yes, yeah, it is. It is in my world. But the ones that I can watch with my, the one that I can watch with my family that I totally enjoyed ever since I was a child, it has to be Home Alone. <laughs> Absolutely love Home Alone. Macaulay Culkin was like my my hero, like in that movie. I was just like, man, that would be great to just to be at the house by myself yeah. and beating up robbers and right. coming up with stuff to kind of you know to make them look like total idiots you know right. so yeah i absolutely love home alone and def- definitely friday after next my my wife is probably cringing as we as as we speak when i say home uh friday after next but you right. know hey i i, I kind of ease it back into you know the home alone because that's a real real christmas movie so yeah i think right yeah, it's re- really cool and I one of my favorites. That. Yes. Yeah. And also, one movie that I, I that I want to want to drop out there, right? That I can't watch, but it is an excellent movie. Best Man mm-hmm. Holiday, excellent movie. It's hard for me to yeah. watch that movie right now, you know, because yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also, Best Man uh, Final Chapters is dropping yep. today. Yes, so, I yeah, just downloaded. Try- check that out. Check it out Let's on Peacock. Um, we're not getting paid for that endorsement, but you know, nope. hey, we can. Hey. Yeah, we, we give you good content all the way around. <laughs> right, right exactly. said, This is for the culture where sports and entertainment intersect, so yes. you're welcome. You're welcome. So make sure you definitely check this out. Now, yo, now coming up on tomorrow's show, y'all, we got a big Falcons Ravens preview. So make sure you check that out on ATL Day 1s. After you make the ATL Day 1s your first listen, make sure you go ahead and make your second listen. Locked on Sports today. They got all the big news and the big stories. I'm sure they're going to be talking about Trey Young being traded to whatever city that's willing to give up a, a King's ransom for. Hopefully you're not. 
Like, I really don't want that to happen. But anyway, but yeah, you check out Locked On Sports today, and you'll be able to get all the information. They have the take of the day, like we have for the culture. They have the take of the day and get all the information you need from a national perspective. Y'all make sure y'all come back now, you hear? Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.